0: Yes, I'm checking this microphone. Three, this is it. What is it? It. This moment right here, right now. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back for episode 221. Let's get it done. This show is for people over 21. Because we're talking about weed, because we're talking about cannabis. It's all evolving into our culture, into our society, making it legal it's so interesting to talk about but at the same time it gets played out but on this show i'd like to keep it fresh nice and awake yeah it's deaf um deaf jam tell you who i am Chuck D. I asked Chuck D to be on this podcast a couple times. He followed me on Twitter. I demolished my Twitter, as you know. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, no judgments if you have Twitter. And I don't want to uh, make this a political podcast. But everybody knows social media is making everybody crazy. So uh, my gig is that I'm only Pinterest. I know I've done that joke on the podcast before, and it's actually working into my act these days. But, uh, You can catch me on IG. I have an Instagram. That's Rob88Cantrell. And I am the host of this podcast, the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I got amazing, amazing cup of coffee here. Um, Another Stumptown subscription. Uh, Shout out to my brother-in-law, Kevin. I love you, man. Thank you for uh, hooking this up. Um, Because you can never go wrong with Stumptown. It never bums me out. (laughs) I guess with this episode, I do want to talk about brands. I actually took notes, and I want to talk about. I've been visiting all the, a couple of the new legal dispensaries in New York, and uh, over the weekend. And uh, you know, this thing is happening really fast, and it's super interesting. But first, we're gonna get into the coffee that I'm drinking um, before we start talking about cannabis. Um, this is uh, Columbia... L. Jordan, direct trade, Stumptown, notes of syrupy cherry, dark chocolate, and baking spice complement one another in this round cup. All right, you got syrupy cherry. Oh, man, who doesn't like some uh, cherry syrup? <laughs> some syrup. Uh, you got some syrup. Sipping, we're sipping on some syrup. Stumptown's got some actual syrup in this. No, uh, this is all coffee. This is the notes, the blends. Um, This is all about the blends. Notes and blends. Um, Dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is good for your heart. I want more dark chocolate in my life. I never bum out when it's around. I like it. I slab it with peanut butter all the time. Uh, Dark chocolate. You know what I go for is... The gift is when you see the dark chocolate Kit Kat or the dark chocolate Reese cup. Now, they do have those ex- those like $3 ones at, at Trader Joe's, but I would still like to do a little candy store. Um, and they got the dark chocolate there, but I bet it's not the best of the best dark chocolate. That's the thing that we're learning is like small businesses do much better or have a much wholesome, more... Uh, quality control product. but sometimes you just want a Reese's cup um, because of the brand, the lettering, everything. But Stumptown's branding, oh man, uh, if I did a packing package, I should do a package video for Stumptown. This shit is insane. Um, L Jordan. Stumptown Roastmasters. Uh, this group of producers represents a long uh, the, our longest standing direct trade relationship in Colombia. Members of the Jordan group grow and process their coffee on sloping farms high up in the hills of Tulama. Years ago, we set up a supply chain for with the ideal ideals of transparency, long term commitments, price premiums tied to quality. Um, so this is Colombian coffee. This is like some really good El Jordan uh, direct trade uh, whole bean. Grinded it up in the pencil sharpener. Took those beans. Well, it looks like a pencil. I use the grinder that looks like a pencil sharpener. Um, and I grinded them up. And then I run it through the Chemex. I'm strictly Chemex these days. It's got the filter. Um, and what I learned was, you know, with this podcast, I'm trying to pass knowledge down. uh If you're going to drink some coffee, uh, a paper filter will take out the cholesterol. Now, espressos and French press still have like this oil that's kind of cholesterol-y that's not the best for you as you get older. So, But if you want to rock some espressos, and some people live to a million. I, I, You know, I do everything sparingly. I think how I got high cholesterol is like during the pandemic, I was eating a lot of pepperoni pizza, like, I was never turning, I was kind of looking down on the cheese slice, (laughs) like, I was kind of like, yo, I'm not even messing with the cheese slice, I'm only messing with the pepperoni, and that got me stuck, because I just think the pepperoni was just too much, and I was just slurping that pepperoni grease, and then it got me high cholesterol, and then the doctor was telling me about my diet, how I needed more vegetables and uh, greenery. And I said, I got you, doc. I'm smoking hella weed. Um, but no. Um, but he said the paper. And then I got hooked up with a Chemex, and I was always like, oh, man, this takes too long. But now I love it. It really is. Um, it shows you in life, like, sometimes these diversions lead you to a better, it's, it. I could taste it. it. I don't know. There's something about the Chemex where, it's just like scientifically um architecture the glass architecture the glass angles it like gets every bit of the you know, the brew down like all of it comes down to a certain small small head and it's just like it's like running through a river i've talked about this in past like Growing up, uh, my family being from Virginia, I would go to this very small town, Pound, Virginia, where my grandmother lived. And there was literally a pipe on the side of the mountain where we would get water from. And she would make iced tea and lemonade. And it was the best in the world because it was spring water. It was spring water right from the spout. And what, how the, like, it was, you know, this was like the 70s. So, before you know, kind of like I think the 90s things got toxicity in our city. Ah. Um, but uh, what it is is like nature cleans the water by the time it gets to the bottom of the mountain through all the rocks and all the wood and all the soil, and it still is its same thing. It is uh, just a pure, better, it's like all the good get down to the one. One point, and then booyakasha! You got some of the fresh water in the world. I really think in the future, it's all going to be about water, quality of water, and quality of air, and uh quality of food, quality of cannabis, and quality of comedy, quality of coffee. Oh man, delish! That okay? I do like literally. I taste. Uh, syrupy cherry, yes. Dark chocolate, yes. Um, what was the other thing? What was the other note? Bacon spice. Yeah, I guess so. It kind of has like that, it's not bitter. It's kind of like more of like a spice spice, ice spice, (laughs) uh, I haven't heard her rap. Uh, I just heard a couple uh, verses. And I know she's up and coming. I, do, I have been listening to... I haven't been going that hardcore in the paint. A lot of Grateful Dead on the SiriusXM channel I really like. Um, shout out to the SiriusXM Grateful Dead channel. Please hook me up with a free yearly subscription for this plug. Because it's not a plug. It's uh, me talking from my heart. Uh, and that's what I'm gonna try to do with the cannabis coffee hour. try to try to keep it as real as possible possible. Well, not keep it re- I mean that what is that? What does that mean? But, um, you know, if I'm talking about a product, I guess I like it. and um, and I'm learning. I'm always learning um, and this weekend talking about blends, I, I gotta give a shout out to my man Dan Curry. Dan Curry uh has been on this podcast. Um let me check out what episode that was. I do have it in the ultrasonic um, data lab that I work with for the podcast. I'm uh, talking to my producers. Um oh, oh oh oh. That's my song. So I don't I don't know if that picks up. That picks up. Oh no. Um wait a sec. Wait a sec. I don't think they can they can't I don't think they could stop this podcast because I own the rights to the song, but I do use TuneCore. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out uh, if anybody, any music labels want to sign me properly. Like I'm figuring out all the royalties, but there's all these different little things that I'm learning uh, with royalties and business. But I think everybody has to, whether you're doing something creative, like you really have to know uh, the backstory and how everything works. That's what the writers strike, uh, the Hollywood writers strike. S- shout out to them. Uh, yes, the writers need to get paid. I've been on writing gigs, but I'm not. In, I'm in SAG, which is the Actors Guild, and I liked being in it because uh, it guarantees you, you know, X amount of dollars. You know, it, it's like the boss man can't mess with you um, with your money. So if you got the gig, you're kind of locked in, and that's just a great way to work. Um, and I feel the same way with um with the actors uh with the writers guild man i you know you want quality writers, you want cool people going into the profession, you want people to be able to raise families and not write from panic and being scared and desperation. You want the real deal, and I think um, yeah, I do know just like these big companies and be when there's a lot of money on the table, you just have to watch out for you know, people cutting it off, especially in the industry that's been over 100 years old. So it's like, I don't know, it's complex with business. I don't want to make this a business podcast, but shout out to the writer strike. I'm down with them um, striking it up. Shout out to my man, Dan Curry, who's striking. He is the head writer of the Eric Andre show, and he's also written some uh, movies, and he also was the producer of Bad Trip, uh, the Eric Andre movie, and he wrote. He he always works with Eric, um, over the years, and I know him. I knew him both in New York in the early days, and then they went out to California, um, and developed that show. And Dan pulled me into a project, the Kraft Punk Political Party, uh, which I pitched him a couple of de- ideas. So I got to write on that a little bit, um, but I wasn't fully in the union. And I, but I always kick it with Dan whenever I'm in la i went to the set and i saw eric congrats on the new uh season season six of the eric andre's shows coming out hopefully i'll try to get eric on here i haven't run into him in in a couple years but he's always been cool um but i do know from the doug benson podcast one he doesn't like to be on camera high you know i think he's he's more of a mushroom guy he's not like an all day everyday smoker or even i don't know uh But he does like weed. Everybody likes weed. Uh, It's all about balance with it. You know, I think that's 100%. Me, uh, I have to say, I had a little bit of leftover edible before this. But, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, For this episode, I did want to just get into, uh, yeah, meeting Dan Curry uh, in in Union Square. That's what I did uh, on set. I did a bunch of stand-up shows. The Eastville Comedy Club, like... That's like a comedy club in Brooklyn that, uh, is, uh, that I can walk to and get to. And uh, I did a set there on Friday, but only an 8 o'clock show. And then I went in and uh, met Dan for a beer after a flight. But Union Square is like, you know, they have battle rappers and dudes playing chess. Uh, they have uh, Now they have people selling crystals and weed. Like weed and mushrooms is open on the street. But that's the thing I wanted to talk about with this episode, with, you know, this bodega weed or you can't say, but it's like it's like the underground market versus the legitimate market. And as I've gotten older, the underground market has gotten sketchier, especially during the pandemic, and especially when New York opened up the laws in New York, Um, you know, every bodega, every smoke shop had like bad weed Um, or, you know, it's from California, you know, there's some that have good, it's just inconsistent. That's what I do like about the, you know, going to housing works and going to the regulated weed spot, like shout out to, uh, Jordan rock, man. I apologize. Everybody that's been uh, listening to this podcast, the the audio and video was unacceptable, but I had such a great time with my interview with uh, Jordan Rock that I had to put it up. I mean, I my quality control was like, don't put this up. Uh, but uh, because the audio is off, I had to use like my iPhone audio um, because I used uh, my other camera. I wasn't shooting at, I didn't have a camera guy. I didn't have a, a camera sound guy. So I was doing everything myself and in the park. Um, it was just a lot all at once because my equipment was all over town and I had to get it in a week Um, and I was just like, I want to get another guest. We were moving out of Alte and moving more out into the field and that's where I want to take this but I definitely like doing these solo podcasts because I can have quality control of the sound and make sure it sounds good for you guys Um, because it bums me out you know, it is a podcast, so it's it's all about sound. But yeah, I did pick up those two joints um, for the Jordan Rock episode. Shout out to Jordan! Thank you for doing it. He said he's going to do it again when I can have better sound, so I'll have him down again. And I'll have, you know, I just want to shoot this more out in the field, more like Anthony Bourdain of uh, Coffee and Cannabis. That's kind of where I'm rolling with it. Uh, don't steal my idea, but it's probably as soon as you say shit, it gets out there. Um, but you know the source, uh, Headspace. That was the uh, that was the joint I was smoking. And let me tell you, they this was a legal New York joint, and this was this one of I I, it, I only took like three hits, and it knocked me uh, funky. Um, but it is twenty four percent THC. I had a backwoods, or not? A, yeah, is it backwoods? No, um, back home. I had back home cannabis, which I love. Shout out to Hudson Valley back home cannabis. Um, I love those uh, those pre rolls, and it's like thirty five dollars an eighth, and it's all outdoor grown, and just like um, it's just really good. Uh, But then I picked up some other stuff. Um, So I was wandering around Union Square, and Dan was like, "My flight is delayed. I'm not gonna be there late." And we were going to, we were just going to catch up and have a beer. And, uh, so I picked up, I walked by this place and it's called dazed Dazed dispensary. Now this has the New York sticker on it, like housing works, like it's official. And I actually have, uh, all the New York, uh, locations. And the weird thing is, is that there's no Brooklyn legal spot, like official, like, uh, you know, New York state, there's only like, there's housing works, but now these other ones are popping up and some have gone down too. I've noticed it hasn't been a lot. Like, yeah, the, the mayor, I don't, I want to get political, but he hasn't jumped on this. I mean, it's just hard. It's just big. It's it's literally like almost bigger than, you know, legalizing alcohol. And that must've been a mess when it first went down. And when they made it, prohibition that's moonshine that's what my virginia family was drinking uh illegal liquor Uh, and that was prevalent down there there's like these old black and white videos um of my dad and he said there's like a there was like a moonshine distillery there was some yeah there was all kinds of moonshine in virginia it was wild i used to watch this discovery channel And they had moonshiners. But people were moonshining now, like making illegal liquor. And you're like, dude, it's fucking legal. And they're almost like they're making this poison. And that's, I mean, I guess how that kind of led me uh, to the legal part of uh, cannabis. Um, In all the places that are. But I went to this place dazed, which was awesome, man. It was a little bit, it was small and it was efficient and they had pre rolls. All the people were nice. The branding is cool. It's like pink, but it's uh, from a New Yorker. It's a real deal. The guy um, is from Harlem and I got to speak to him. Um, I don't want to blow up his spot too much, but hopefully I'll have him on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I told him about it, but you know, sometimes I talk to these business guys. And, uh, you know, not everybody wants to be on mic or be on camera. I'm so used to dealing with comics where it's comedians and actors where, yeah, it seems like podcasting is kind of uh, the deal right now. Kashawn Warner. Kashawn Warner is a nice dude, man. Uh, I told the girl that sold me me the pre-roll. So I was waiting on Dan Curry in Union Square on a Friday night after my set. And it was just, it was so funny, but I hadn't had any cannabis. I haven't been smoking that hardcore, to tell you the truth. Um, A little bit here and there, a little bit more at night, um, a little bit more on the edible side um, at night, but even taking like four or five days off, um, I'm just learning how to do that a little bit better. Not to say, you know, when it's time to (laughs) roll a spliff, it's time to roll a spliff, Uh, But I definitely want to like reach out to sponsors and get the quality up on this podcast and not, um, you know, not what happened to the last episode or, you know, it's just a every I've done this before. Like I've started every time I've filmed something, you got to have after a while a budget and money comes together or, you know, or you keep it simple like I'm doing like that's kind of been the idea. Um, But now I'm kind of itching to get up and out. Um, but I will again, but, uh, oh, back to the story, so, I went to this place, I walked by, it was right next to, like, McDonald's, and it was Dazed Cannabis, and it had the official sticker, they had, like, uh, a menu, um, oh, man, wait a second, Uh, but I had the product up that I had, I, pi- I picked up a pre-roll, and it was only 15%, it was kept, Headband, uh, Humboldt Headband um, from Dazed Cannabis, and it was amazing. It was one of the better um, spliffs I've had in a while. Now, I say this, and then Dan arrived to Union Square was like, yo, I'm hungry, I want to get some food. And the thing is, I bought this spliff, right? And I did it with my debit card. I talked to Keyshawn, um, and then... And then I went to CVS, and I didn't smoke it. Like, I hadn't smoked in a few days. I went to CVS, and I got a seltzer. I got one of those. um, It was like a a seltzer lime, not alcohol. Everybody's trying to put seltzer alcohol together. But I did have a beer this night. I haven't been drinking, but I had one Lagunitas. I do like a good uh, IPA um, now and then. Like, I haven't had a beer, but I had a beer... With Dan, I think, so, you know, when you, gotta, when you haven't seen a friend for a while, sometimes it's necessary. And it, but it did mess me up for a couple of days. So I don't know how long I'm going to, if you see me sipping a beer, it's only like once every six months. Because I need like a day and a half to sleep after. It just doesn't fuck with my system that well. Cannabis does. And especially um, the spliff that I had um, was just so, so amazing. Um, it was uh, it was I'm I'm looking it up right now, but if he goes to Dazed uh, Cannabis Dazed.fun, dot Fun, which is the um, Union Square shop, and they have another one, um, they have another one in Massachusetts, but uh, I didn't yeah Rise Humboldt Headband. And it's an Indica, it's a hybrid, but it's an Indica hybrid. Um, and I always knew about Headband. Headband, I had as, uh, that's what I'm learning more. It is uh, about the Turpines, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm learning all this. It's Turpines, you know, give you mood, so it's all about the blends. And that's what Dan was kicking to me when we were having a beer about coffee was like everybody, you know, in Hipsterville or high-end coffee, they're like single source. And this bag is from single source. And I've heard this before, and that sounds good, I think, in kind of the Whole Foods type of like, you know exactly where it is, you know this and that, Uh, you know, the money isn't sketch. But the best thing about a product, and I've always thought this with art or anything, culture is a blend. It's all about the blends. Uh... And Humboldt Headband, uh, first of all, Humboldt is like, you know, they must have got the seeds there, but uh, or maybe they did. I don't know, but Humboldt, you know, shout out to Northern California. Shout out, Humboldt's beautiful. I got to do like a bunch of stand-up gigs there and uh, play gigs. Shout out to Tony Kameen, shout out to Dan Gabriel uh, with the Mighty Marijuana Logs, uh, which was a play that Doug Benson, Arch Barker, and uh, Tony Kameen wrote. And then I got to act in further down the line when uh, uh, Arge moved to Australia. So that was kind of a good gig. So I did a, th- a bunch of theaters with those cats. And I actually uh, was working out my arrest story. Like I have this bit on my album Um But I've been doing it more and more again. It's a story about getting arrested in the Lower East Side. But you can listen. I won't do it all on my podcast. But you can listen to it on uh, my album, Pure Uncut Joy, which is not on Spotify. uh, uh, Because they're in some big... This label... I love 800-pound gorilla. I'm actually wanting to possibly work with them again, but they were in some legal. I know it's another thing. It's all about these royalties. You know, it's really complex, but these big corporations and streaming networks do take advantage of it. And they have been taking advantage of this, like fast moving technology to the point where you're not getting royalties for these, you know, spins. So, um, yeah, I'm back. Uh, Yeah, it was just a. I had the settings on my computer that a bunch of messages were coming through, and I can read them, but it kept on going, Bing, Bing, and I wasn't sure it's going to get picked up on the podcast. But it, as what I listened to it before, it did not get picked up. So, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. This, this. So it's all about the blends. but uh you know this headspace was super strong but this I want to know where um this uh because this is one of the best it was 15 percent THC compared to the 21 percent now the 21 percent I I hit like three hits and I was you know I was smacked for a good four hours but this 15 percent I could be social Dan and I were completely social and The thing is, I went into CVS. I wanted to get back to that story. I went into CVS and uh, I bought a water. Now, this is going to, and I used my debit card. And I used my debit card for the joint place. But then I came out, then I met Dan, like maybe 15 minutes later when I was drinking the seltzer waiting for him. And... It was so great to see him. We spark up a spliff right in Union Square. And I remember seeing all these cops drive by. And it was just like we remember everything being illegal in New York, especially when I was hanging with him back in the day. He's been out in California for the last uh, almost 10 years now. Time has just been flying by. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, but no, we hit the spliff in rem- these like I remember these cops were like 10 feet away from us and we did not give a shit. Well, I gave a little bit of shit. I was said something and uh, I was having some of this Humboldt headband. Um, but he was like, dude, it's 100 percent legal. And that's what's kind of trippy about New York. It is. It's 100 percent legal. Like they're not going to shake you down. But it is getting kind of sketchy with like all these other places that are selling cannabis. And it's not. not one of these brands that have signed everything up. You know, it's just, I don't want to downplay the underground market either because weed has just been coming up from, you know, it's been held down so much um, and not everybody has that much money that they could spend on all these licenses. It does take a lot of capital. And that's what I wanted to talk about B3 also. That's the Ben & Jerry's new brand. And I just watched like 10 minute video on forbes forbes has like this great video about uh, ben and jerry's uh new cannabis line and their stuff is like 15 percent. but i got fascinated that's when i learned a little bit more about the effects of the terpenes and the terpenes um but let's get back and give i definitely want to give a shout out to this company because this was definitely one of the better uh rise rise um r i z e now i saw where it was grown i didn't keep the packaging i wish i did um but it showed like the farm and it was in new york and i was like wow this is amazing and they must have got this um mm-hmm. I guess they're all over the place. R-I-Z-E. But uh, Days, check them out. Check out Rise. But the thing was, we went and got a slice of pizza, and then I realized I couldn't find my ATM card. I left my ATM. This is a true story. This is brutal, especially when you just got high. Now, I didn't lose it when I was high. I lost it when I was not high. Um, But I left my ATM... In the place where I bought the seltzer water. So we went to get a slice. Um, they didn't take a swipe. So I had to get some money out of the bank. And then I realized I didn't have my ATM card. And I was like, oh shit. I just ha- I started hanging out with Dan who flew in from California. We went to Times We were in Union Square checking out this freestyle rap battle. Uh, and the dude's hustling with chess. Uh, the the rap battle has been going on 10 years it wasn't a rap battle it was a freestyle it was friday night in union square and i guess it's been going on 10 years but you could tell it was kind of a scene there was like 30 people in a circle freestyle rapping at each other but everybody's got their phones out it's a different thing this ain't beat street everybody's trying to bust it on the gram um but uh it was still cool So that was just trippy to see because it was a beautiful night. Like it was just, uh, now I'm getting romantic (laughs) with Dan Curry. Uh, No, we were checking out the rap battle. I got high and we went to go to get a slice of pizza. And then I realized I didn't have my fucking, my ATM card. So I was like, oh shit. And I had to tell Dan, I was like, Dan, I think I left my ATM card. And then I started walking back because I have lost stuff in the before, but I have been meditating more. Been doing. I did twenty minutes today. I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle videos before I'm going to bed. I'm doing my five Tibetan right stretches. I've been doing my sixty-second hang on a uh, on a pull-up bar. Uh, those that's that's been my latest routines. Um, but yeah, so I was like, damn man, I think. I left my ATM and I had to go through my brain. Did I leave it? I I didn't want to, I I respect dazed. I didn't think, but I didn't want the, I didn't want to leave it at the, at the dispensary. Now, you know, it was cool and all, but you know, weed heads, who knows where that could be? Somebody could have ate it or something. I don't know. But, uh, but I, what I realized was the last place I used it. And I remember using it at CVS. And this was right before we went to the pizza joint, but we smoked a joint before we went to the pizza joint. But, uh, so then we so I was like it's at the CVS. We walked like 10 blocks. We walked like dude, like li- it was like 20 minute walk, hardcore. And he was like is it right here? I go no, it's up here. It's up here. Cuz we went way down into the village and ended up we were looking for a place to eat but nothing was open. New York has gotten soft, man. Uh Brooklyn there's stuff open. I know Brooklyn a little bit more than manhattan so i was on yelp trying to figure out a place to get a bite and uh it was that late it was like friday night maybe like 12 12 30 and so everywhere we went to they said their kitchen had just closed like, you could still get a drink but it's like kitchens were closing so uh so we went back to the cvs and it was way back and i the whole time i was you know oh shit man I left my, and it was, I had a bunch of shit to do. Uh, I left my ATM at the uh, uh, at the CVS. So we went back there, and it was literally right when I walked up. And CVS stays open to late, but guess what? They closed. It was that late that it was, the CVS doesn't do 24 hours, but they do like midnight, 11, eight. you can roll in there and after, I've been in there late night. Not It's never too late, but they open up late especially in Manhattan, everything should be open 24 hours, but now it's not, um, but we walk up, and the gate is, they had the metal gate, like, pulled down, but there's a light on, and then there was this little square, like, two feet off the ground, like, an air hole in the gate, and I put my face down, and there was all this scaffolding, like, it just looked closed, what I'm saying, this place looked closed and that was the last place I left my ATM. I know this is stressful. Hopefully it's not straight, but it works out great. Everybody would be cool. So I'm yelling into the hole. I'm like, yo. And I saw this dude, this young cat, and sky in there. And he looked kind of stoned. You know, it was a midnight shift at eight, uh, at CVS. He's like, we're all closed. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I think I left my ATM. And he goes, in the machine? I was like, no. You know, when you go in there, you can just use the... Uh, you know, the robots, the automated, the automated, Dan, the automator. Uh, so I used the automate. I was like, no, it's over in the uh, cashier automation cashier. And I, re- I really thought there was at this point, I thought there was no way I was going to get this ATM um, just because the place is closed, just because my fear uh, and I was a little high. So it kind of added to the anxiety. But then he was like, I got it. And he gave it back to me. I was like, oh, shit. I I can't tell you how happy I was in that moment. I can't. It was a whole, and we were so psyched. And then Dan and I went and caught a beer, and that was amazing. So shout out to Dan Curry. Shout out to CVS. Shout out to Dazed Cannabis. Um, I love that place. And... um, that was one, and then we finished, that was the thing, we didn't, we only we only smoked a half of the joint, and then we got, went and had, I had one Lagunitas, and then I hung out with Dan and smoked the rest, and it was one of the, and just caught up, and it was just like such a chill time, and then I went home, and I slept like a baby, and then I went out, um, and I did another show, um, at Gutter, shout out to the comedians you should know, um, shot you know uh show there's a place called gutter and i know what you're saying but it's a bowling alley that has like a band room in the back and a cool like bar and it's just been there for a while um i always knew about it it's actually the one place it was the first time uh orange barker from the flight of the concords i met the guys from the flight of concords at that place that was the first time i ever stepped foot in that place Um, And it's this dope little place in Williamsburg. It's not Brooklyn Bowl. Brooklyn Bowl is a little bit classier. And it's like bigger bands and shit like that. Um, Shout out to Brooklyn Bowl. I love a good Brooklyn Bowl show. And I I have been bowling there. This has more of a dive bar but like a punk rock back room. But they put on a sick comedy show Wednesday and um, Saturday night. It's called Comedians You Should Know. Um, shout out Mike, uh, David Drake. Um, those guys were the guys that put it together. And then Matt Ryan, shout out Matt Ryan, who was hosting that night. Check out that show. I I went over there. I had a great set on Saturday. Um, and, and uh, I wish I filmed it. I didn't film it. Um, I had my, I got to get my camera game up on deck um cuz it was a great set. I just I love that show. If you're ever in New York and you're looking for a cool um show in in Brooklyn, check out Comedians You Should Know. They have an Instagram uh C Y S K N Y C at Gutter Bar. Um that's a great show. Um so th- that that those are the things I did. Um and just getting back to how good uh, that feeling was to find that ATM. I love when I find something, and I'm always like, just remember that feeling. You can't you can't keep it with you, but you can keep it with you, you know. Um, and it was right when I didn't think it was gonna work, or there was, you know, I just was like, oh man, this is the classic. Like I already ran through the scenario of calling uh, my bank. Shutting down the cart. I already, and like how I was going to work through the weekend. And, you know, at the end of the day, it would have worked out. You know, that's the other thing is like, I'm, with meditation, like, every time I predict the future, it's never what I think it's going to be. So that's kind of the idea of non-thinking or you want to move above thinking, the thinking mind and kind of just go with feel. And I have to go with Feel with Dazed Cannabis. That place was uh, dope, man. Um, And especially their pre-rolls, everything. The one thing that I think is happening is because the underground market is moving so big and so fast, now these legal dispensaries that are coming out have to deal with it. Like, um, there you can now there's like seven dollar joints I saw like half gram joints um, which is fine a half gram joint of a like a really high you know especially like I bought this full gram headspace like I would I, I hit it t- like three times and I lost it <laughs> like I lost it in the park um, because I was just like so it, it was so strong like I just definitely needed just a half gram of that thing um that's what we're all learning. Like California, that's what I was talking to Dan who's been living in California. Um California has already had this all figured out and they had the turbines figured out and but they also went through whenever all this freedom this kind of explosion of cannabis everybody, you know, there's mistakes and you know uh dosage and food uh especially that's when I was really fascinated with b3 uh which is the ben and jerry's um new brand it's called it, it, uh ben's uh blends ben's blends B. ben's blends is what it's called i definitely think the new york shops need to pick up ben's blend as fast as possible because it was heavy man if you listen to this uh watch this forbes um uh, Video, it he literally because I would always turn, but he's talking about the business aspect of it because they're going to license it out and then it goes back to black business owners because you know it's the amount of equity, you know, the cannabis laws, these awful cannabis laws, uh, affected um, you know, black people 10 billion times worse than uh, whites. I mean, I'm not to go uh, racial or political, but I guess. It, it, it's just a it's a matter of fact um so it's just like building equity um as this market explodes like the richest people in the world is all like the alcohol people like the anheuser-busch people and uh, all the alcohol and who knows what the nicotine people who knows what their you know where that money is um the tobacco industry but another st- stat I saw was like where legal cannabis is that you know the amount of um tobacco sales goes down you know I think everything's going to equal it out um as we figure it out going into the future but it's just really exciting especially in this northeast area because there's so many people and there's so much tension that I think cannabis could help and benefit Um, Some of the, you know, it's just so many concentrated people. That's why you get that New York attitude. Um, So I think it it just will mellow everybody out a little bit as it gets figured out. Because that's the other thing I've been seeing like in Michigan. Like uh, in Michigan, it's um, people are using cannabis. My generation, people are using cannabis more than they're using alcohol. That was the stat that I was hearing is like, because it's so legal, Michigan's got great. Or that's the thing is, uh, and they've been figuring it out. But they the one the shops that I did go to was like high THC because I think it's just so cold they're dealing with such indoor. But that's the thing about this berry blends that I'm really excited about was the. Um, again, watch the Forbes video on berry blends. It explains kind of the more social issues where the money gets back. And he was saying he wasn't going to make much money off of it. But the concept behind it was he was just remembering the 70s. And I remember when you have a whole joint and you could smoke the whole joint without being you know, absolutely blasted. Like you can just kind of it kind of prolongs the feel. It's like having a nice glass of wine and it's more social. And that's how Jamaica was. And that's the guy that is the salesperson for uh, Barry's blends uh, was talking about like visiting Jamaica. Like the only time, you know, growing up in the East Coast in America, only time you can really enjoy a full joint because the herb over the last 10 years has gotten so strong. The only time you can actually enjoy a full um, cannabis spliff is when you're in. You know Jamaica, where mostly it's all grown outdoor, which I've been talking about this whole time, and I think the New York federal laws are all about outdoor grow. But you know, there's been this culture within the underground about this strong cannabis, and some people are like, "Ah, that shit doesn't get me high." And then it's like, um, you know, it's just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger, which is not bad. You know, I think especially for pain, uh, I got to get a wisdom tooth pulled, like in. Two weeks, and I'm really sketched out about it. Um, But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and I'm sure they're going to give me some painkillers, and I'll probably take them because they're going to be in that first day out. Yeah, that's no joke. After a surgery, like, it's I'm getting surgery. Um, But I do want some cannabis, so hopefully I'll line up some. uh But what I have been seeing, the Housing Works got some good old-school hash, and that's what I've been eyeing up. So I'm going to get a ball of that old-school hash. Lobo, that's the company with Matt Coff episode. I was having Lobo. Now, they have their role. They're all about the role. And uh it's kind of feels, you know, it just feels almost in the cigar fashion of really looking at the spliffs. But and then they're also they got a punch too, like, don't mess around with Lobo. But they also have this hash ball that I've been looking at. And I'll probably have to get that. And it's not like the new vape, like dabadocious. I'm talking about the old school, you know, you put a wiz- in a wizard pipe. I want that shit after I get my fucking tooth pulled. Well, that will be a fun episode. <laughs> I'm going to be talking. Wah, 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 wah. But you got to do what you got to do. You know the gig. And hopefully cannabis will be there to help me out especially uh edibles would probably be good for that but sometimes when you're in super pain there comes anxiety and then like super um sativa like super thinky weed might not be the best when you are um when you're in some pain you definitely want the indica Uh, But the headband was like an indica blend. But it was late at night and we wanted to go to sleep afterwards. So it was just like, it was just the perfect spliff. Shout out to um, Day's Cannabis Shop and shout out to Dan Curry and shout out to, uh, I'm just excited about, I'm going to ask about this berry blends uh, because their spliffs were only like 15, 16%. It's like a lower THC, but the Turpons, that's what I was learning. It's all about the terpenes, like you know. That's what I we were kind of learning from the other spot was the terpenes really do manage the effect and the vibe. Much like I was talking about these uh, notes, you know, it comes down to like um, just moods. I really think like moods and emotion and vibes and flavors uh, all are connected. And all kind of blend into each other, you know? Um, same thing with like music. I, like nowadays, I really love the gorillas <laughs> uh, with the Z. Uh, they did like an animation. That's kind of been my back uh, burner project. Like, I want to do like a gorillas type project where I can do some raps, I could do whatever. And then you're doing music, you're doing raps, you're bringing artists, and you're also doing animation. Oh, dude, think about how sick that is. I mean, that's just insane. Um, I'm just wondering if that got picked up, but I don't think it is. Like, I had to open my YouTube, and then it went right to everybody. Subscribe to the Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube, please. Um, That's the gig. Now, I'm going to make the videos more and more. The quality is going to go up. We're going to shoot uh, around the world. Um, just trying to figure out what music I've been, yeah, I've been listening to. Uh, I got some Foo Fighters. I got some Clutch. I got some Alan Watts chill step mix. I like to listen to Alan Watts with uh, dubstep or with uh, chill step, which is just like vibey beats. And That's what everybody's been into, you know. Um yeah, I looked up music. Uh, Tom Petty, you know, I'm pumping a lot of Tom Petty. Ghost of Vroom from Mike Doty. Uh shout out to Mike Doty, who's also been on the cannabis coffee hour. Uh the lead singer of the Soul Coughing Epic 90s joint. Um, uh, a little bit of stick figure. I was driving in New York City. I had to drive through Midtown and I I, and whenever I'm driving in New York City, I I listen to reggae. That's it's either reggae or grateful dead. Like I can listen to some hip hop or some rock and roll, but I gotta stop like every thirty seconds or dodge something. Talk about awareness, talk about living in the moment. And I wasn't high or anything. I was definitely in the moment and I had to drive through Manhattan at night, and then there was, like, parades and weird shit going on. GPS was pu- making me weave like it was fucking Centipede, the video game. And um, I was listening to Stick Figure, and it was just so chill. It definitely made me uh, kind of sit back and relax and um, and figure it all out. Um, I love that way with positive music, you know. I think everything, not, yowzers, uh, I just put a whole... Uh, dumped the whole thing of water um, on the ground, which is never good. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Okay. All cleaned up. All cleaned up. Uh, I got a big uh, towel on the situation, uh, like a beach towel. It's, it's dry as a bone. It was a little puddle, and then I just put a big beach towel. And everything's dry. All the wires are away. You know. That's what you got to do. You got to stay calm, uh, stop recording, and get a big beach towel anytime you have a problem. (laughs) Uh, Big beach towel. Summer is coming on, man. The weather's been so good. Even though there's drama in the LBC in New York City, uh, weed is becoming legal and the weather's great. New York, when the weather's great, is just ridiculously cool. And awesome, and uh, there's just there's so much to see and so much to do. As much as there is to complain, uh, there's so many people and so much chaos. Uh, the blends, the blends of the situation, the idea of just being able to walk around and go to the park and pick up a legal spliff and walk here, get this type of food, get some Thai food, get some Mexican food, uh, get some great coffee, great, great. Uh, see a comedy show go bowling it's uh it's all out there man uh shout out to the gutter over in williamsburg uh definitely want to do more shows people have been shooting specials over there so that is i could do that um but i was thinking maybe come out of somewhere from new york and do my next project i recorded my last album here and then my album before that was in san francisco Maybe I'll just try to do something in D.C., but the, it, it's all up to me these days. That's the thing with the creative stuff. You know, the big industry doing the television shows right now with the writer's strike, you know, that nothing's moving. So that's why I've been leaning into the podcast a little bit more. And we'll lean into this and move forward. And uh, I'm going to uh, start interviewing some of these guys. That are growing out of the whole New York cannabis scene. I definitely talked to the guy from uh, Back Home Cannabis uh, about an interview. And then uh, I talked to the owner of uh, Dazed, Kayshawn, about an interview. And I don't know, it seems interesting to me. I'll listen to more of this, uh, but definitely want to talk music and comedy as well, and uh, morning routines and good coffee. Good God. Uh Stumptown, come on, I've been I've been yelling your praises my whole career. Well, I guess the first time I heard about Stumptown would be like 2005. So I started stand up in 1999, but I was drinking coffee, you know, I have these songs called Coffee and Weed. I have two versions, the original OG version, and then I have the um, DC Go-Go remix, which is actually an anthem. I almost did this at the Union Square. They have this big cannabis rally. Maybe I'll try to do that next year. Um, and I actually wanted to do stand-up. They asked me to perform the song. And I could have gotten a drummer. I have performed it live. I did it with the band Lion Eyes in D.C. That was That's on my YouTube. Check out my YouTube, special, Rob Cantrell. And then specially subscribe to the Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube. But I shouldn't try to sell it. It is what it is, you know. For anything forced is kind of whack. It just has to happen. And you, do, you use your intention. And my intention is to always put out something good and nice and cool and kind. Uh, so my audience is nice, cool, kind, and... Uh, so I'm excited to go to shows and do shows. And I'm excited to do this podcast live, you know. We're going to do it live. We're going to do some live streams. We're going to do some live coffee making. Um, I'll have some, definitely have some espressos. It's more like I have to, like, not overdo it if I'm going to do this podcast. Like, I have to keep it kind of even keel to in order to produce this. You know, I'm I'm doing everything right now. I do all the editing. I do all the recording. I do all the writing. I buy the product, or I line up free product, um, and that's where we're going to be moving towards, so we can get gather more and more cool uh, sufficient uh, information, um, because it's all moving so fast, like rolling, rolling rolling on the river big wheel keep on turning proud mary keep on burning shout out to tina turner r.i.p she was the best Uh, i always loved that performance with her and mick jagger i think it's at live aid i don't know if they prefer man she would hang with the stones And uh, blow them off the stage. And she was a healthy, healthy woman for so long. I mean, she performed in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, she didn't super blow up until the 80s. And then she had all these mega hits. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Great tune. All those songs are amazing. And then they made a movie about her life. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, R.I.P. Tita Turner. Um, that's it, man. That's it for the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Peace and love.